Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's no secret that we are closing one year. Everybody say, close out sale. Close out sale. That means you get rid of all the stuff. Today is close out, blow out, close out. Another okay. year, we're stepping in so to a new one. I'm going to be honest with you. I love New Year's. I like hitting the reset button. Anybody like hitting the reset Y'all remember Nintendo, the original Nintendo? You know, when you were not scoring like you really thought, and what you do? Just return and hit that reset button, and it's a clean slate. Well, that's what we get to do here just a, just, just a matter of hours. We get... To, to hit the reset button. And it's, I'm, I'm just believing that this new year is going to be new possibilities. It's going to be new opportunities. It's going to be new seasons. It's going to be new relationships. I'm just telling you, everybody say new. Yeah. It's going to be a new. But unfortunately, every one of us carries something. We both carry the same thing. We're going to do that. We're going to carry from this year, we're going to carry it into 2019. It's called habits. We all have, anybody got a habit in the house? We've got Habits. I'm going to speak to you for the next 25, 30 minutes uh, from the simple subject. New year, new habits. Say that with me. Say new year, new habits. And we've all we've all got habits. They make up they make up who we are. Some are good. We got good habits, right? And then some of us we have bad habits, right? How many got terrible habits? You got a terrible. Anybody got a terrible habit? Terrible habit. Now see, some of y'all ain't raising your hand, and you just reveal what your habit is. It's called lying. Because we all got bad habits, okay? I, I'm just saying, we've all got, we've all got habits. Um, but but we, we are a direct reflection of our habits. How about saying whatever you feel like? You know what I'm talking about? You know when that person drives up next to you and they're playing that bumping music that you don't like. But I, that don't bring glory to God. Hey, turn that down. I'm just say whatever you want to. I'm finding out what that means uh, all over again now that there is a boyfriend that has entered the picture of our youngest daughter, Angela Grace. I'm finding out that you can't just say whatever you want to say. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about daddy. I'm talking about me. And uh, 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 apparently, apparently dads aren't supposed to talk um, when the boyfriend comes over for Christmas dinner. I didn't know. And, I was to, and the reason I say that, like, well, what do you mean? What I mean is the whole conversation was, dad, no. Dad, dad, stop. No, no, dad, dad, dad. And I was like, I'm just trying to get rid of that awkward, you know, that awkward silence. You got, anybody got kids and they're already approached the dating thing? Yeah, it, it's that awkwardness. I was just trying to, I was just trying to, trying to help them out. But the thing about habits are, we form habits, and our our habits form us. Amen. Now, if you are not taking notes, I already see some pens and pencils and, and, and iPads rolling. I encourage you, if you want to see something new happen in 2019, and if you don't, you cool, you are gonna sit like everybody else. Then, then just, just, just listen for, for just a few moments. But if you're completely convinced that that what you take home today will transform the trajectory, can you say it? Skip it. Rewind. Skip it. Trajectory. See how that went? Of your life in 2019, you'll take notes. Everybody say, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Turn your day to tell them, say, how come I don't see you with a pen or a pencil? A piece of paper. What, what's important is we need to recognize that who we are where we are in life right now is a direct reflection of our habits. 
Good or bad? Who wants to see a change in 2019? Who wants to see a change? Who wants to see? Then stand up. Stand right where you are. Just stand up and say, I want to see change. I want to see change. This is called interaction worship experience. I want to see change. Now somebody said, why couldn't I sit? Because sometimes that's the problem. We sit as we as we cross from one year into the next. We just sit and just whatever happens, happens. But what we, what we just did was you need to literally walk into 2019 and say, this is my year. This is the, this is the moment that things are going to change for my family. This is the moment that things are going to change in my house. And it starts with me. I'm not just going to casually sit by. I'm actually, I'm believing for change. And the change starts with me. And I'm putting it into motion. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. You can be seated. It's about, it's about walking out your faith. Listen, the condition of your marriage, for all you married, married people, the condition of your marriage right now is a byproduct of intentional habits and unintentional habits. Matter of fact, and you got to be willing to say, how can I make this better? I had one of those moments the other day. I got right up in Amy Weber's grill. Got right up in the face. And I said, I know there's something, something, something just a little off today. What can I do to make this different? What can I do to make this change? Well, we're real good as spouses to go, well, if you would just, and that, and that, and that, then I could be a better person. No, no, no. Change starts with me first. So you got to be willing to, to evaluate where you are, and not just in marriage, but in life, and say, what can I do to change this? What habit can I change to make, to make this function the way that God designed it to? Everybody say, I'm willing, I'm willing. To, evaluate. to evaluate. Listen, your life, our lives are framed up by our habits. And if you don't like the way it looks, then change a habit, or two, or three, or four. Today, I want to give you the formula for what I believe is going to change your life in 2019. I don't, I don't want to look back a year from now and go, I'm the same person. I'm the same husband. I'm the same daddy that, that just works out. I, there, I want, there's some things I want to work on in me. And I'm determined. And i got a long list, actually. I have a long list of some things that I need to get back to. Man, for two years straight, I worked out in the gym for every day for two years. This past year, I took a break. And it shows. Yes. And, and I'm making changes. Change starts with me. See, I'm not up here going, I'm checkmarking all of mine off, and y'all need to get y'all's right. No, I'm saying, for me in my house, I got some things that I need to adjust. Everybody say adjust. And sometimes adjustment hurts. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? Adjustment hurts, but, but later on in the day, you're like, wow, I can move now. See, that's what happens, is there's, there's things in our lives that we get constricted, and we can't move because the enemy's got us on lockdown, and we can't move about our day doing the things that he wants us to do because we need an adjustment. But if you can't find yourself in the house of God, and we'll get there in just a few minutes, you, you fail to get adjusted. Or oh, I can find adjustment through my own time. That's not what the word says, and I'm going to prove it in just a minute. Everybody say new year. New habits. I want to give you seven habits. Seven habits that are going to make you a better person. They're going to make you a better co-worker. They're going to make you a better spouse. They're going to make you uh, a better employee. Matter of fact, they're going to make you stronger. And as you get stronger, those around you become stronger because... Whether you realize it or not, there are people that rely on your strength. There's, a pe there's people that rely on your gift and your talent. There's people who rely on your strengths. And as you become stronger, the church becomes stronger. Because we make up the body of Christ. Amen? Now, I know what you're thinking. This does not look like, doesn't sound like uh, a traditional. There's nothing about me that's traditional. This doesn't sound like a traditional, religious, uh, gospel-centered truth message. Oh, I got some truth for you this morning. And the truth is this. Who you are. And where you are is a direct reflection of your habits. It's on you. Say it's on me. And I've come to tell you today that the habits, good and bad, 
Bad habits can be changed. Bad habits, terrible habits can be broken. You don't have to stay the same way that you've always been based on previous habits that you've always had. You can decide today to break that habit and pick up a new one. Pick up a new habit. And here's how we're going to get there. There's this dude in the Bible. His name is Paul. We're going to go there. Go with me to Philippians chapter 3. We're just going to read verses 13 and 14. There's this guy in the Bible, and he really kind of has this thing figured out. Check it out. Here it is. He says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet. Everybody say yet. Yet. That's what I tell Amy all the time. She goes, you ain't, you ain't changed. I'm like, no, I haven't. Not yet. But see, just the fact that she married me in my previous state, she had faith enough to believe that if I was to surrender my life, that things could change. They're still changing. I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Amy's like, he's preaching now. <laughs> Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining. Everybody say that word. Say straining. Straining. Straining towards what is ahead. Verse 14, press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Basically what he's saying is this. I can't change my past. I can't change my habits. But what I can do is this. I can forget that stuff. Everybody say forget. I can forget that stuff and today strain towards something that can actually make a difference. We've all got habits that, that really just doesn't amount to anything. Y'all got habits? Let me, let me give you one. Netflix uh, binging. Okay. Watching, I don't know, going to just, just, just there's things that we do that, that doesn't, doesn't profit us anything. I mean, if you're like me, I, I, I'll binge watch something and I get to the end of that and be like, there's something else I could have been doing. See, but there are habits that we actually, there's nothing wrong with that. He's like, oh, he's preaching against Netflix. No, no, we got the family plan just like you, even though you don't want to admit it. We got the family plan. But what you need to understand is there are some habits that we need to limit and actually pick up some habits that are going to make a difference. And that's what I'm going to give you today. You, are you ready? Are you ready for the first one? Yep. Why? Why? Because the reality of creating new habits, listen, will actually make a difference. It's hard, but the payoff is huge. Payoff is huge. Here's the first one. Are you ready? Daily Bible reading. Oh, man, B, I thought it was going to be something. We'll try it. It's easy, right? No, why? Because that show that you want to binge watch, they just put, they just gave you a freebie on, 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 on uh, Redbox. You can go pick it up for free. Everything, everything, the, the enemy will always throw up stuff that we enjoy, we like, to prevent us from actually taking the first step. Daily Bible reading. Now, daily Bible reading isn't when it pops up on your phone. Y'all know that app where that little, that one look, that one verse reminder? That's not daily Bible reading. Daily Bible reading is Daily, one chapter, two chapters, three chapters, four, eight, ten, fifteen, and all, all for Jesus. Stand up. I'm just kidding. It's true. It's got to be more. Everybody say more. It's got to be more. And he, he went on to say, press on, which means it's going to take work. What I'm telling you is it, it's so simple. It's so elementary. But it's going to take work. Listen, creating new habits takes work. Creating new patterns takes work. He's not saying it's going to be easy, but it will be beneficial to your life. I know there's, there's, I can always tell when I didn't spend some time in the Word. Because everything that Amy does, everything that Amy says, it gets under my skin. Oh, I'm just being trained. I'm not that, I'm not that pastor. 
Oh, we good. We're not headed for divorce court. I'm just saying there are times when I'm not in the word that it gets under my flesh. See, the word actually puts your, your, your flesh in under subjection. Is that right? Is that the right word? It, it, no, it, it, it's true, though. It's true. The payoff is huge. Daily Bible reading. And we'll start our day with good intentions. I'm going to read the word today. But everything, everything... The washing machine starts, bubbles coming out. The, the hot water heater decide to throw up all over your living room, new carpet, stuff crazy. But I'm telling you, something incredible will happen inside of your soul when you actually pick up and say, I need to get into the Word for myself. I need to see change in my life and in my family. And it's not going to be found in what I get on that one-eyed demon, that TV screen. i got to get some Jesus on the inside. Because I'm just like you. If that person rolls up or cuts me off or gets in my parking place, I'm liable to, I'm liable to cuss somebody out. I said liable to. I didn't say I did it. See, y'all heathens. Y'all, I didn't say I did it. I said I'm liable to. Somebody said I do. It's got everybody say intentional. That's my word. I love that word. You gotta make a decision every day. I'm gonna get in this word. If that means, if that means before you get your day started or at the end of your day before you close your eyes, get in His word. Get in His word. Second Timothy chapter three says this. This is why it's important. It says all scripture. Is God breathed? Even the scripture that you don't understand. Even the scriptures when it says so and so begot so and so, and then they go and live with so and so, and then they have babies with so and so and so and so. And all we're trying to do is go, Jesus, where you at? We're just trying to find Jesus. We're not trying to learn the gene genealogy of, of everybody in the Bible. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because there are there are seasons of, of daily scripture reading that it gets boring. Huh? Okay, maybe it's. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, we don't like that word, correcting, we don't like that either, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What he's saying is God breathed on it, he used man to write it, and God and it's, it's God-given uh, instruction to correct us and to convict us. Now, let me say this about conviction. I'm going to move along to number two because you're like, I'm waiting. Conviction is, hey, you're going the wrong way. Go this way. It's not, you loser, you're going to hell. That's condemnation. Conviction is, hey, hey, dude, I've been that way. You don't want to go that way. You don't want to date her. You want to go this way. It's the difference between conviction and condemnation. Too much condemnation in the church today. Keeping all the people who actually need the word out because they don't want to be, they don't need you to tell them that what they they full of sin. They know. They just need to know how do I make this right? Because I'm telling you, sin is it's miserable. You can have fun for a little bit, but a little bit don't last a long time. There will be pleasure in sin for a season, but one day your season will come to a quick and an abrupt end. Number two, prayer. I told you these are elementary. These these are these are these are the, these are things that will, will be we understand. How come not too many people that filling up the pews in churches are actually doing it? If it's so easy, my friend, it's not. It takes it takes consistency. It takes a made up mind. You got to make up your mind every day. What is prayer? It's communicating with God. Sometimes it's out loud. Hey God, help me! I'm about to cuss her out. Oh, but I got that Ford church sticker on the back of my car. I can't do that. That's, that's prayer sometimes. Oh, it's not, dear Heavenly Father, 
Please help me not to get out and give that person the right hand of fellowship. That's not, that's, that's not always that. Sometimes it's not even a shout. Sometimes it's, it's an inward. It's just inward. He, it's, it's in your spirit. See, he connects with your spirit. Sometimes it's just saying, man, help me. To, not verbally, but just inside. You're just thinking, God, help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better daddy. Help me to be a better leader. Help me to be a better friend. I, I need to be better. God, help me. That's what prayer looks like. That's what it, that's what it sounds like. Prayer is not just about talking, but it's also about listening. And it's not complicated. For years, I never wanted to be that one. Hey, will you pray? No, but they got it. I didn't want to be it because I, I was always afraid that there was some secret formula to praying. No, there's, there's no secret formula for me and you sitting down and having a conversation, is there? It's the same way. Well, I can't see you, but you need to know he's there. He's there with you. It's not complicated. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's not praying about your needs. Sometimes it's praying about the needs of somebody else. Sometimes it's about praying about for your city. God, help, help all the churches in our city to reach people. Help people to just, to, just, to, just to fall in love with Jesus. Help, help Father, even though I don't agree with the president, God, just step up in his world. Be God to him. Line people up in his path. I don't know what you, I'm not trying to be political. All I'm trying to say is sometimes you've got to start praying for other people other than yourself. Well, what's it sound like? How do I know it's God when it doesn't sound like you? Let me tell you what it sounds like. I need you to call that person and apologize. That ain't God. That's not what I want to do. Well, that's how you know it's God. Or you hear that voice. You know that extra TV you got in the back bedroom that you never use? Hey, your neighbors, their house just got broke into. They don't even have a TV. They got 10 kids. They need to put Barney on the TV. I want you to give them your TV. That ain't that. That's not like God either, does it? No, why? Because it comes against what, what, what we like and what we want. So you got to be in tune. Just like I told y'all just the other, the other night, we were in St. Augustine looking at the pretty lights. And, and we drove through one alley where nobody was. My SUV barely even been through there. But right on the side was a little dude playing his guitar with his dog. And, and the Holy Spirit said, you got cash in your pocket, which I normally don't. And I gave him cash. But what my flesh said was, I need to keep that. I got some extra Christmas stuff to buy. I got to keep that. Sometimes... That's how you know when God's speaking to you. It's a conversation. It's not just about talking. Sometimes it's about listening. And he will talk to you if you'll listen. And sometimes it's not always going to be what you want to hear. Amen. I need to apologize to my spouse. I need to apologize to my kids. But it's making a difference. It'll make a huge impact in your life. How much, how much better would your marriage be if you actually prayed about it? How much better would, for, for all my students who are looking at me going, well, I'm not married. I'm trying to get there. How much more would you be prepared for your spouse, whether it's a him or her? How much better would you be prepared if you actually prayed for that, for that person? I'm praying for I'm praying. We got three girls. You better believe I'm praying. Jesus, let the right person. And, and I watch. When, when they start dating someone that daddy thinks is sketchy, and I watch them walk out, I'm like, yes, Jesus. He worked right there. How much better? How much better would our city be if we actually prayed for it? I've, I've often thought, what if I had today what I prayed for yesterday? If I didn't pray for them, I ain't got nothing. Everybody say, oh me. Oh me. And it's often quiet in this church this morning. But you can't know his voice if you don't read his voice. That's why number one was daily Bible reading. Number three. Okay, this one won't get you. Consistent church attendance. Now, I know it's not you because you're here today. 
Listen, if you eeny, meeny, miny, moe trying to catch God by the toe as you slide into church one Sunday out of, out of four, that's not going to give you all the God that he's trying to get to you. Going to church must be a priority. If you want to be different a year from now, you need to hear the instructional word of God every single week. Well, I can do church all by myself. That's not what the scripture says. I can do church by my. That's not. That's not church. That's not church. That's you. I can do church all by myself. That'd be like if I could if I could detach parts of my body like a Ken doll, you know, like pop. Y'all remember the old Barbies? Our girls had Barbie dolls, but anyway, you pop. Them. If I if I if I put my arm in my in my head right there and walked out of the room, y'all walked in and went, "Well, there's Bradley." No, I didn't. That's a part of me. See, we're the body of Christ. That's, that's a part of me. But that's not who I am until you get all of me. And see, what's happening is there's a demand on you and your gifting and your talent. I've been saying this, but I don't know who I'm talking to today. There's something inside of you that the body, the whole body needs. And when you're not here, guess what? We're without. And there's something that you need. That you're not going to get just because, because when you try, well, I'm going to sit down and have my coffee and I'm going to do it on my own. The phone's going to ring. You're going to get all kinds of interruptions. The cow's going to get out of the pasture. Or that big buck's going to come by Pastor Bradley's house and he's going to post it. And then y'all all take it off for Spanish Trace trying to kill the deer in my yard. It's true. If you try to do it by yourself, it will not work. you got to surround yourself with people of like faith going in the same direction. Listen, church attendance cannot be optional. If you would step into 2019 and say, every single weekend, God, I'm going to start the, the first day of my week. Every week, I'm going to start it. I'm dedicated. It's given to you. It belongs to you. I'm just telling you, if you'll make him a priority, he'll be a priority in your life when you need him the most. Because some of y'all are like, well, how come, how come things are falling apart and not working? Because you've not put him a priority, made him a priority in your life. Amen. Well, I don't understand how, how he, you won't even get in his word to hear his voice. How, if he did show up, you wouldn't even recognize him because he's not going to sound like you think he needs to be. I didn't come for all this past to be. That's okay. That's okay. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Hebrews chapter, Hebrews, I got to flip there, don't I? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says this, talking about church attendance. 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Oh my gosh, this about blew me away when I read this. As some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. There's a reason why you're here. You may encourage me. I may encourage you. You're going to feed off me and I'm going to feed off you. There is a reason why you're here and you need to make uh, put a demand on yourself that I, no matter what, I'm going to show up. No matter what, I'm going to make every attempt to be at the gym. Starting in January 1, I still got a, 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 like two days. I get to still chill, chill and eat Krispy Kreme donuts. But then I'm going to make it a habit to put Krispy Kreme to bed. I've already started making some changes. Just just me, just little stuff. I mean, so, well, that's not a big deal that you, you, you've been having a hard time giving up Pepsi and drinking water. I don't like water. I don't even like to put that stuff in there. But, I, but I'm making an effort because there's some things about myself that I don't like. And I want change. And it starts with me. Can't nobody else do it? You want change? You got to do it. And I promise you, I, I, I promise you, 
You, you take these steps serious and watch what God does in your home. I'm just telling you. I can always tell when I've not been with him, pray, talk to him, because it's all I hear is what I want to do. You gotta make it, you gotta make it a priority because if it's not, when Sunday, even though you say, I'm going to church, thank you for going to church, let's go to bed, let's go to bed, let's go to church. Something's gonna happen. What you gotta determine is no matter what happens, I'm going to the house of God because there's something in there that I need, and I may have something that someone else needs. Yeah. Church attendance. Number four, you got to make a habit of giving. And before you shut me down, I'm not talking about tithe. Tithing is elementary. Now, not everybody understands it. Tithing is, I'm not, that's not where I'm going, but I want to just, for those that don't know. Tithe is a tenth. We understand tenth when we get that slip before we leave the restaurant. And that will even tell you, you want to do 10, 15, 20, 25. And for some of us, we like, I don't care what it says I'm supposed to do, this is what they get me. Y'all know that's how sometimes how we treat God? More like a tip than a time. Come on. Ooh, wow. And that's why the church, that's why the church can't do more. And we wonder, I don't want to say to God. We wonder how come he's not showing up in our lives. But the Bible clearly says, if you rob me in tithes and offerings, you are cursed. But God, I, I love you and I'm trying to preach your word. But if you read the word, you'd understand what it says you're supposed to do. Amen. Let me move off tithing because that's, that, that's elementary. We should all know what tithing is. Because the vision for where we're going as a church is much bigger than what you see in here. And it's going to take it's going to take finances to do it. It's not to say, oh, so that I can go to the gym and meet up with other pastors and say, well, how much y'all got in y'all's bank account? We got 250000 Well, bless God, we should be struggling for 1000 just because we're trying to keep the lights on. Oh, don't look at me crazy. I understand what God, what God is wanting to do in here. In this place, and he's going to use every one of us to do it. But I'm not talking about giving. I'm talking about having a life of generosity. I'm talking about showing up on your job and bringing Krispy Kreme donuts for everybody. If you don't feel like blessing them with Krispy Kreme, it has to be always enough. We're not after January 1. We're not. See, it's a habit. It's just a habit of trying to tell people, you know, hitting around what I like. It has to be, I know we'll come to your house for dinner what you want. Well, it ain't Krispy Kreme anymore. It's going to be some crackers and some water. But it's showing up to the restaurant, asking somebody who has the same lunch schedule as you, say, hey, can I take you out? Can, can I, I'm not, this is not a, an opportunity to hook up. I know that just sounds like, oh yeah. Pastor B said it's time to hook up. No. Find somebody and take them out for, for lunch. It's called having a life of generosity. When you become to, when you be, get to a place where you live generous, God will become and be generous towards you. Amen. I had to get off that. I didn't want y'all to. Be mad at me, but I'm just saying. Look, you got to show up in 2019 like, you know what? I'm going to be a giver. I'm going I'm to be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, whatever. I, you, some of y'all, some of y'all got to walk. You know, I'm not talking about a W-A-L-K. I'm talking about a W-O-K. You know, that you cook Asian food. Some of y'all got like a walk from your, from your, your great, 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 great aunt, like five Christmases ago. Y'all don't know how to, y'all didn't like Asian food, but you got one in the cabinet. Well, you, you, your neighbor down the street, they like that stuff. Why don't you give it away? Why? There's some clothes in your closet that somebody else can benefit from. Pastor B, you give clothes away. I do all the time. I give clothes away all the time. And people bless me with clothes. Why? Because I'm a giver. We want God to give to us. Listen, it's, it's about being more than a moocher. You gotta be the one, you gotta, you gotta look for ways to benefit other people. Okay, let me keep moving because I I know. 
I know. Why is it important? Proverbs 11 24 says this. The world of the generous gets larger. That's why I'm trying to get us to be a generous church. Not just for in here. It's, it's more than what we do in here. It's what we do out there. If we ain't doing it out there, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Some of you, some of us, we're living because of the byproduct of stinginess. It's a poverty mentality. Well, I don't want to keep helping everybody because ain't nobody helping me. That's the wrong, that's the wrong mindset. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Number five, growth. 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 It's got to be a habit. It's got to be a habit. You must consistently try to get better. Better in your marriage, better in your relationship. How can I be a better, how can I be a better servant? Do you, there's people who come in here during the week. Pastor, we don't even have to do it anymore. There's people who come in and clean this church. But how can I be, how, what can I do to serve? You don't have to be rich to be a giver. Well, Pastor, are you talking about the people who clean church? No, 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 no. I'm going back to what I just said. You don't have to have a lot to give a lot. Because you already have everything that everybody needs. His name is Jesus. You try to hide him under a bushel, no, and not let anybody else find out what's going on. All by myself, sometimes I feel. Number five, growth. Growing your relationship with your kids. Growing your relationship. Uh, growing your your leadership abilities. Maybe you, whatever your craft, your skill is, whatever you do. You cut hair, you sell in church, you, you bodybuild, I'm, I'm just, whatever you do, why settle for where you are? Get better. It's called growth. 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 Growing must be a habit. Growing your knowledge, growing the relationship with God. Listen, if the level you know him today is the, is the same a year from now, you have not positioned yourself for growth. Can I say that again? If the only level you know Jesus is this time next year is the same? You've not positioned yourself. I can already go. There was no word reading. Word reading. There was no prayer. There was no giving. No growth. You got. You, you got. It's got to be a habit. Everybody say habit. Growing must be a habit. Number six. <coughs> Believing. Yes. It's got to be a habit. It's too easy to go negative Nancy. If your name's Nancy here this morning, I apologize. It's not, I'm not talking about being optimistic. It's believing the best in all situations. I just lost my job, but I know because I'm in his word, and I'm praying, and I'm giving, and I'm serving. I know that God's going. He's going to work things out on my behalf. I know this situation looks bleak, but God's going to turn it around. Number seven. Surrender. Surrender. The greatest mistake that we can ever make is at one point in our life making a decision to accept Jesus, and that's the that's the first surrender we get. That's the that's, our, that's the first surrender. It starts with surrender, and it ends with surrender. But it would be a tragedy if I only one time made the decision to surrender. 
And I started living the rest of my days out for me, no longer surrendering, no longer, no longer in his word, no longer praying, no longer looking for ways to be generous with my time. And then all of a sudden you no longer hear his voice. It'd be a tragedy. Our whole entire life has to be surrendered. What are you willing, what are you willing to surrender today? All that, all that we just went through is so that God can use you to make a difference. I don't want 2019 to look like it did in 2018. I want new things. I want, I want, when I say new things, I'm talking about new creative way, ways to reach our city. I want new stuff. Man, we're engaging a a leadership team, we're adding to our leadership team in 2019, we're going to do more than pass out bears and bikes and throw some eggs on the soccer field. That's all good, but we want to look for ways, oh, the city park may be a wreck, well, you get some paint, you get some brushes, we're going to go, we want to look for ways to improve where we are. That's, that's the reason he came, is so that we would no longer be separated, but we can improve. He can improve. I mean, I don't know about you, but my life is completely different and improved because of him. Amen. But yet we walk out that door, there's no improvements. Everything looks yuck outside. I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about everything looks like it always has. When are the, when are the churches actually going to dip into their 250,000 and actually do something in the city? Man. I'm passionate about seeing change, man. Because when God shows up, there should be change. If there's no change, then my question is, where's Jesus? I'm not going to be that pastor that, that wants to hush about tithing. I'm not going to be that pastor that just says, well, let's just give them an encouraging word. No, if God says there's some stuff in the house that we got to get right, bless God, I'm going to be the mouth and I'll be the voice and I'm going to say it, whether you like it or not, because you never get to heaven and say, Pastor B, you never told me. You never looked at me and told me that just because of this situation that that's the end for my life. No, I might have said that that actually happened to you, but God didn't want you to stay there. That's the enemy's tool. That's the enemy's scheme to destroy your life and put things put things in your path to keep you from becoming all that he wants you to be. I want to be the guy. I want to be the leader that actually looks at you and says, God has a plan for your life. Will you just surrender? Get in his word. How do I know his plan? Get in his word. Amen. Yes. I'm not up here just I, talking about growing. You got to know this about Forward Church. We want, we want to be different every single year, every single day. We want change. We want growth. I'm not talking about people in a seat. I'm talking about change. We want to change people's lives differently. Not about coming in and doing a Sunday morning ritual so you can see my ensemble. People going to hell. But we good if we come in here and we get our song and we get our message as long as it doesn't offend us. What are we going to do in 2019? I was hoping somebody would say it. Surrender. Surrender. That's what we're going to do in 2019. You can't do any of those other six unless you get the last one. You can't, you can't, you, it will not be a priority if surrender is not a priority. I spoke to somebody this, I'm done. I spoke to somebody this morning, just before church, where they were sitting. 
says, and, and they had all, all, all excuse not to be here. They don't feel good today. If you talk to this person, you can tell. But they're here. They gave a text message yesterday. They're here. And then I said, because the Holy Spirit told me, so I did. Ask, ask them to move up just a little bit from where they're sitting. They're always sitting in the same spot. And they did. What's that? What's that? Because that's what's going to happen in 2019. If God says move, are you willing to move? If God says you need to be here, will you, will you, will you get there? Or are you going to stall out? You know, like Snoop. He's asking you today, what are you willing to surrender? How important am I in your life? That's what he's asking. How important am I to you today? And you'll answer the question, Pastor Mike. You'll answer the question of how important he is based on what you start doing January 1. Oh, I'm serious. I, I'm going today. Even though Pastor Mike's at the house, I, before I go to bed tonight, I'm writing out the things that I need to change. Because if I don't write them down, some are a priority, obviously. But there are some other things that I need to change that may slip my mind. But I want it written down so every day this is a priority. I want to see this happen in my life. It may not happen overnight. When I go to the gym, it ain't going to be like everything's just going to change overnight. i got to be consistent. Things in your life aren't going to change overnight either. Listen, if I didn't tell you anything else, listen to what I just said. Because the enemy's going to tell you, see what? See, you're trying to do all the things and ain't nothing happening in your world. And what you going to do? Same thing I do, give up. He's asking you, how important am I to you? Do you really want to see change in 2019? Prove it. If you want to see change, everybody's standing all over this room. If you, listen, no, 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 hold on, hold on. That's not how, that's not how he said to do it. Sit back. That's not how he said to do it. He said to do it this way. This is how he told me to do it this morning. I almost messed that up. Because this may not be everybody. Every head bow, every eye close. If you're willing to say, I'm taking those seven things. And they will be a part of my life in 2019. Not just casual Bible reading daily. If you're saying, I'm going to take those, whether you go to this church or another church, and we've got people visiting, that's fine. Wherever you find yourself, are you willing to say, I'm going to take those seven things, and they are in my life January 1? If that's you, stand. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.